goes without saying that Psalm 23 is probably one of the most familiar passages in all of Scripture. Even people who don't know much about the Bible know something usually about the 23rd Psalm. I would imagine that if we were going around this morning uh, giving our favorite Bible passages that this Psalm would be somewhere near the top. You know, just reading this psalm uh, gives us a sense of comfort and encouragement and strength, doesn't it? You kind of feel it, just as we read it this morning. You can kind of feel it, that comfort and, and strength that comes from it. Many times when people are looking for spiritual help, they'll turn first to this great psalm. Some of you have probably put it to memory. And you can probably think of times in your life, maybe in the death of a loved one where this psalm was read and it meant a great deal to you. It's often one of the first passages of Scripture that children learn. It's often read to people on their deathbed. And so really from the cradle to the grave, this psalm is especially meaningful to the people of God. It's been described by some as the John 3.16 of the Old Testament. Christians love the 23rd Psalm. And they love it for good reason. However, sometimes I find that these familiar passages of Scripture become so familiar to us that we tend to take them for granted. They, they kind of become dull or we become dull to their meaning for us. And so this morning, my goal is for you to be reacquainted with the 23rd Psalm. My goal is for you to have an even deeper appreciation for this rich psalm that David wrote so many years ago. This is known, of course, as the Shepherd Psalm. It's thought that David wrote it while he was working as a shepherd. Or as he was reflecting back on when he had been working as a shepherd. So David wrote it as a shepherd about a shepherd. Psalm 23 is all about the shepherd and his relationship to the sheep. Just really two things in broad categories this morning. First we find the basic nature of the shepherd. You know the most important thing for the flock of sheep, wherever they are, is the character of the shepherd who watches over them. The sheep are no better than the shepherd is at doing his job. The security, the well-being, the nurture of the sheep depends on the kind of person who watches over them. Now, this psalm, of course, is not just about any shepherd. This psalm is about God and his role as our shepherd. It's about the kind of shepherd God is to us and the kind of shepherd God is for us. Well, what does David say about that here in this psalm? The clear teaching is that God, in his role as our shepherd, fully and completely takes care of his sheep. Now David begins this psalm with a very simple and yet a very profound statement. He says simply, the Lord is my shepherd. But that little phrase is rich with meaning, isn't it? 
for those of us who love God. Of all the figures that are applied to God in the Old Testament, this one of God is our shepherd might be the most beautiful. You know, there are many different titles and names ascribed to God that describe his, his, his character in terms of how awesome he is, how powerful he is, how mighty he is, that give us a sense of humility before him, reverence before him. But this, this title is different, isn't it? It doesn't describe God for us in his transcendence or how far he is above us and beyond us. But rather it describes God in his eminence. That is how near he is to us. It's a psalm that gives us confidence. A psalm that gives us comfort and security. It shows us That God is not just the sovereign, almighty, powerful God who created heaven and earth. But he is a God who is near to his people. Who watches over us every moment of every day. Whose heart is in tune with ours. Who's concerned about our every need. Just notice the, the quiet confidence with which David begins this psalm and describing his am I shepherd. He, he just very simply, merit, very matter-of-factly, very confidently says it in five words. The Lord is my shepherd. Notice that he doesn't say the Lord is a shepherd. He doesn't say the Lord is the shepherd. He says the Lord is is my shepherd. You see, this is a personal psalm. And David is describing the Lord as his shepherd in a very personal way. It's interesting as you read through this psalm, just the personal nature of it. The, the, the personal pronouns, I, me, or my, are found in every verse in this psalm. So he shows the, the personal relationship that God has with us as his people or us as his sheep as the psalm describes now the conclusion that David draws from that in verse 1 is I shall not want you can really read verse 1 like this because the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want you see just as a shepherd of real sheep is concerned about providing for the needs of his sheep, so God provides for our needs as well. And you can be confident of that. Isn't that a great place to come in life? The place to know that, that God really is your shepherd, and because He is, you will not want or lack for anything. God will give you everything that you need. Now, the Bible doesn't say he will give you everything that you want. But because the Lord is your shepherd, you will not lack anything that you need. It really is amazing to me that God is described in this way for us. You know, shepherds were on the low end of the social ladder. Even when shepherding was a family operation, it was the youngest son. 
who usually got stuck with that unpleasant job. That's why David became the shepherd. He was the youngest in his family. Shepherds were committed to a job that was a 24-hour-a-day deal. They spent long hours, monotonous hours, watching the sheep. Many times they became mentally ill just because of the long hours of monotony. The, the sheep needed constant care. And so the shepherd was obligated to watch over them continually. And shepherds were, again, on the low end of the social ladder in that day. And yet, that's the way the Bible describes God for us. He is our shepherd. And that's the way Jesus described himself for us. Remember, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. That description of God and of Jesus, our Savior, again, is full of meaning and significance for us, that he would take that role to watch over us so carefully, so continually, and provide for our every need. So that's kind of the the character of the shepherd, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, and therefore I shall not want. But then in the rest of the psalm, in the second place, David describes the work of the shepherd. That as he ponders what a shepherd does, or how God performs in this role in our lives as our shepherd you know, the, the, the concept of God as our, our shepherd is not some abstract theological idea, but it's a very personal, relevant, applicable message, which encourages us every moment of every day. Well, what is, exactly does it mean? What does David tell us in this psalm about God as our shepherd? That it says that as our shepherd, verse 2, that he provides for us. He says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. You know, a shepherd was always on the lookout for good places for the sheep to graze. He looks for fields that are green and and flourishing. Verse 2 pictures for us how the Lord provides bountifully for us. The thought of green pastures and quiet waters presents a very tranquil, pastoral scene. Again, it gives us a very beautiful picture of the way the Lord provides for his people. Not only does he lead us to green pastures, the text says he makes us lie down in them. A picture of contentment and of rest in the abundant provision of God for his people. And David ties those green pastures to quiet waters. Why quiet waters? Well, it's very difficult for animals to drink from, from waters that are running rapidly. And so shepherds would look for, for places where the watery kind of backed up and was still and calm. And, and, and the shepherd lead the sheep to those kinds of places where they could drink and satisfy their thirst. Again, what a wonderful picture of how God provides for us. How he enables us to drink our fill, to satisfy the thirst of our hearts. Now, my own perspective in Psalm 23 is that 
David is not talking here about God is our shepherd providing for our physical needs, but God is our shepherd providing for our spiritual needs. Why do I say that? Because everything else in this psalm is focused upon the spiritual needs of our hearts. But also in that great analogy to which I referred a moment ago when you know, Jesus described himself as the good shepherd. Jesus provides for our spiritual needs. He doesn't lead us to quiet water. Jesus gives us what? He gives us living water. And so Jesus, or God is our shepherd, provides for us. But second, we find in the text that he restores us. Verse 3 says he restores my soul. Now, to restore is to convert or to change or to bring back. The idea is that God restores us to his fold. You know, a shepherd would never allow his sheep, any of his sheep, to wander too far from the fold. I'm told that sheep are not the smartest animals that there are, and they tend to wander away and get lost unless someone is watching over them. It was the responsibility of the, of the shepherd when a, one of his sheep began to wander away to restore that sheep, to convert that sheep back, to bring it back to where it ought to be. You know, Jesus told uh, the parable of the man who had a hundred sheep and one of them wandered away. What did the shepherd do? He left the 99 and went looking for the one. And so what we have here is a God, picture of God watching over his sheep. And when we tend to wander or stray, the Lord restores us and brings us back. Isn't that a great comfort to you. I know it is to me. You know, we sing a hymn in which are the words prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. And there are so many allurements and so many temptations, so many things that, that draw our flesh away from our heart's desire to be committed to God Aren't you thankful that when we are prone to wander, we have a shepherd who watches over us and who restores us, who brings us back within the fold. Some also says that as our shepherd, the Lord guides us. Look at the second part of verse 3. He guides me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. As our shepherd, God guides us. And specifically, the text says he guides us in the paths of righteousness. Now, the shepherd had the responsibility of, of leading or guiding the sheep. Wherever the shepherd went, that's where the sheep went. The sheep are followers. That's one reason the Bible describes us as sheep, we're to follow the shepherd. And the shepherd was responsible for leading the sheep where they needed to go to, as we've seen, to the next green pasture, to the next place where they could drink in the next stream. The safety and the security of the sheep was directly tied to the ability of the shepherd to guide them and to lead them. 
And so it is with the Lord as our shepherd. He guides us. But notice where he guides us. Again, he guides us in the paths of righteousness. What does that mean? What are the paths of righteousness? The paths of righteousness are the, are the, are the paths of obedience. The paths of holiness. The paths of godliness. God leads us in the path that he wants us to go. The path of, of a righteous person. And I think this psalm all ties together. From my own perspective, it's the paths of righteousness that are the green pastures and the still waters. When are you most at peace and at rest in your relationship with God? When is it that you are most sensed that you're really lying down in those abundant green pastures he provides and, and taking in the, the, the living water that Christ offers? Isn't it when you're in the paths of righteousness? When you know you're in the path of obedience? When you're living the way that God wants you to live? God leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. But the psalm also says that he protects us. Verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. That verse speaks of the shepherd's responsibility to protect the sheep from danger. We, we've talked a lot this morning about the responsibility of the shepherd. How he's to provide for the sheep. How he's to guide the sheep. And now how he's to protect the sheep from danger. It's interesting that when David in this psalm talks about fearing no evil, he alludes to that which gives us many times the greatest fear and that's the thought of death even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death why does he say that it's because even among those of us who have the deepest faith isn't there some trepidation about death even though we know what's on the other side the journey from here to there, whatever that is like, gives us some bit of trepidation, some cause for pause. And yet the psalmist says that because the Lord is my shepherd, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I face the things that give me the greatest fear in life, I will not be afraid. And notice the reason why. is because he says, you are with me. You are with me. And no matter how dark the day, no matter hard, how hard the way, we can face it without fear. Because we know God is with us. 
I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's such a, an obvious and yet true fact of life. Look, we don't know what's ahead. There's not one of us that knows what tomorrow's going to bring, much less next month or next year. And if we allow ourselves to be caught up in that uncertainty from the human perspective, we can become very much afraid. And yet what gives us confidence and assurance as we, as we face whatever is out there, and for some of us it's not going to be pleasant, for some of us it's not going to be easy, God's paths are not always the easiest paths. Sometimes they're hard paths. And yet we have the confidence, no matter what it is, no matter how intimidating, how frightening it might be, that the Lord is with us. And because of that, we fear no evil. That is one of the most precious promises the Word gives us. That God is faithful to us. He's promised never to leave you, never to forsake you. Wherever the shepherd leads you, you can be confident that he will be there with you. And because of that, you have no need to be afraid. You know, when Jesus was talking about himself as the good shepherd, he talked about the difference between a, a good shepherd and the hireling. One who just did it because he was getting paid and one who was concerned about the sheep. And he said, the difference is when danger comes, the hireling runs. The good shepherd stays with the sheep. And that's the way God is for us. And then another thing we see that the shepherd does for us or God does for us as our shepherd is he, he corrects us. In the verse 4. Your rod... And your staff, they comfort me. The rod or the staff were used for two things. Primarily, they were used for protection. And they were used for correction. We've already seen how God protects his sheep. Watches over them, brings them back when they wander away, protects them. But he also corrects his sheep. And the rod... And the staff, they are symbols of that correction. It was the rod that the shepherd used to bring the sheep back. It was the rod that the shepherd used to correct the sheep when they went astray. And it's interesting, he says, that the rod and the staff, they're a comfort to me. The Bible says that God disciplines his own. And one of the ways you know that God loves you, one of the ways you know you're God's child, and Gary mentioned this in Sunday school this morning, is because God disciplines you. Now the Bible itself says that no discipline for the moment is pleasant. But all bless, all correction, all discipline is good. The discipline of the Lord is a comfort to us because we know He won't allow us to wander too far away. I mean, just taking a side here for you parents. 
God has given you the rod. The Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. That's what the Bible says. But let me tell you something. The use of the rod or discipline in your home is unpleasant for everyone. For the one who gives it and the one who receives it. It is unpleasant, but it is good. And I assure you, it is a comfort to your children. They may not say it now, but they will say it someday. Your discipline for me was a comfort for me because it showed me that you loved me. My wife's rod was a wooden spoon. That wooden spoon was carried in her purse everywhere that she went. It was the rod of correction. And our boys knew it. And they knew it by experience. To where usually, all she had to do was begin to reach in her purse. But you know, our sons, of course, are grown now. They've never complained about that wooden spoon. They've never said, why did you do that? Why did you carry it everywhere you went? They've never said, I don't like you because you had that wooden spoon everywhere we went. That wooden spoon was a source of comfort to them because it reflected their mother's love for them, that she was not going to let them wander too far away. And that's what our good shepherd does for us. His rod and his staff, both of protection and correction, are a comfort to us. Then we also see that the Lord is our shepherd, is good to us. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You've anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. We might say that our shepherd lavishes us with good things. Not just good to us, he is real good to us. God is a good God. And you know, sometimes as much as I love the Reformed faith, I think sometimes we, we lose sight of it sometimes. You know, we focus so much on God's sovereignty and God's power and God's might, we, we kind of lose sight sometimes just how good God is. You know, we sing a little chorus sometimes, God is so good, God is so good, God is so good to me. We might ought to sing it every Sunday. It's so true. God is good to us. And notice how the psalm says, he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Many times a shepherd would show how good he was to the sheep. He would go into the pasture alone first. He would prepare it for the sheep. He would take out all the, all the sticks and all the limbs, things that might be a hazard to the sheep, pull up any poisonous plants that they might eat that would cause them difficulty. He would prepare it for them. And the psalmist says, you prepare a table before me. And it's not just the preparation of the table, but notice where it is. It's in the presence of my enemies. Look, there were lots of enemies of the sheep. They were just over there in the, in the edge of the woods. 
And the shepherd prepared a place for the sheep in the midst of the enemies. Look, you, it's not a giant leap, isn't it? The Bible's clear we have an enemy of our souls. And yet God provides for us, He prepares for us a table in the presence of our enemy. And even though the devil is prowling around on the edge of the woods looking for someone whom he may devour, if we're trusting in Christ and living for him, the Lord indeed protects us, provides for us even in the midst of our enemies. It says, goes on to say, you've anointed my head with oil, my cup overflows. And those, that verse just reflects the Lord's goodness, doesn't it? Look, the anointing of the hell of the of the head was a refreshing thing, and when they anointed the head with oil, the, the oil would drip down over the face. The psalmist talk about the the, the uh, oil dripping down off the man's beard. It's refreshing, and he doesn't just put a little bit in our cup. What does he do? He overflows the cup. God's blessings are more than we can take. It's like our lives just overflow with the blessings of God. And then one last thing that the good shepherd does for us, and that is he assures us, verse 6, where he gives us assurance. Verse 6 has been so much comfort for so many people. For so many years. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Notice that verse gives us assurance for now and for the future, for life here and for life to come. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. All the days of my life. However many days you have yet to live on this earth, you can be confident that the Lord's goodness and the Lord's loving kindness is going to follow you everywhere you go. Isn't that great assurance? Again, we don't know what the future is going to bring. But we know that now whatever it is, that the Lord's going to be there. And it's not just that the Lord's going to be there. His goodness, His loving kindness are going to follow us everywhere that we go. It's interesting, isn't it? That it says the, the good shepherd guides the sheep. And, and the, the loving kindness and the mercy of the Lord follow the sheep he guides us we have the assurance that his loving kindness and mercy follow us everywhere that we go but it's not just for life here it's for the life to come into verse 6 and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever Gear was also talking this morning about assurance of salvation that's it. 
David said, because the Lord is my shepherd, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God promises that when we die, we will go to heaven. If we've been brought into saving faith, if our hearts have been changed, if we've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ alone for our salvation, then that is our assurance. Now, exactly what heaven is like, no one knows. But we do know is that's where God is. And that's the desire of a Christian, isn't it? To be with our Heavenly Father. That's the desire of the sheep, to be with the shepherd. Jesus said in John 14, In my Father's house are many mansions, or many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, what? I'm going to come again. And I'm going to get you and I'm going to take you. So that where I am, there you may be also. That's the Christian's assurance. That we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, let's go back to where we started. It's just a simple little phrase, isn't it? The Lord is my shepherd. Something the youngest child among us can say. The Lord is my shepherd. But how rich, how meaningful, and how powerful that is to those of us who love God. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much for your word. We thank you that you are our shepherd. You allow us to be your sheep. And thank you for all that you do in that role for us. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.